P-A-S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild, Haitian in the building So, so, so original, got the haters catching feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause St. Louis is ready, forget about it, goodbye Hold up, we just saying hi Five, somebody rise up, weekdays Catch us live, somebody, let's go Good evening Good morning and good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Pascal Show. Hope you guys are all doing well out there, enjoying your day, making it positive. Hopefully, if you're watching this show live and you're wrapping up your your day, hopefully your day was a positive one. And for those of y'all, hopefully you're kicking it in the butt, okay? Making it, leaving strong, okay? Getting out here strong, because that's what matters the most, Okay. Uh, but hey guys, we got something, uh, another bombshell, man, another bombshell went off today. Okay. Just a few hours ago, revolving around P Diddy, Sean Combs, Sean P Diddy Combs, Puffy Combs, uh, 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 Diddy Love. I mean, I don't know how many other things he calls himself. He calls himself a lot of different things. Okay. And now... People are calling him something else now. People are calling him something else now. But we're going to be talking about some stuff here because Cassie came out with a huge lawsuit claiming some very, very unthinkable things, guys. This guy, if this is any way, shape, or form true, this is a very volatile, terrible individual. Okay, monstrous individual. Okay, there are so many other words that I could use, but we got kids in the room. Okay, so I got to be respectful to a certain extent. Okay, but before we get into everything, which would really, really mean a lot, please do do me the favor. Hit that like button down below. Hit that like button down below. Crush it. Make it scream out your name. If you're watching on Facebook, what's up, Facebook fam? Don't forget to uh, hit that reaction button, okay? That's the other version of likes, okay, over there. And, of course, don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. If you're watching on Facebook, crush that follow button. That'd be greatly appreciated, okay? We got some serious things to get into, okay? We got the full document, Right here, we got some things to get into. I've I had a chance to read mm, like 75% of it. And the 75% that I've read so far is absolutely nuck and futz. It's absolutely terrible, guys. Okay, so we got to get into this. We can't be on for a super long time. But at the same time, we're here for an informative piece. Okay, and I'm going to say this really quick. Heads up, code word city. I'm going to be flip-flopping, using all kinds of code word gymnastics as I can because, honestly, this ish is serious. This is not the greatest of documents that I've read. I've read some crazy documents in my day. If you're a fan of the show, if you've watched the show for a long time, you know for a fact this stuff ain't good. But there is some things that are going on here that make me realize that I think this man had some heads up a while ago and was just getting prepared. I'm going to explain a little while during this whole thing because we got 35 pages to get into. I don't want to waste too much time, okay, by, you know, lollygagging, 
please do me a favor. Go over to my the most recent upload, the most recent video I just did, talking about this particular case, this particular lawsuit that has to do with his ex-girlfriend, Cassie, and of course, Sean Diddy Combs. Again, pretty mind-blowing stuff out here. Code word city. Okay? So we're getting straight up into it. And uh, yeah, Pixie Pan. Yeah, he knew. Okay? He knew something was up. He knew something was up. Something was popping off and he knew. Okay? Because uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'll explain it in a little bit. But we got to get into this. And, and I will say this. I'm not going to go through all this legal jargon crap. OK, no offense. I know some of you guys, you got, you know, legal heads out here that really want to get all through the legal jargon breakdown stuff. I'm not doing that. I'm getting straight to the meat of these documents, the stuff that y'all are here for. OK, well, if you want me to get into the legal jargon stuff later on, we could do another video or another conversation with an actual person that waxes legalese. Okay, wax is legal. That's an Esquire out here in these streets to give us a better breakdown of what that kind of stuff means, just so that you know. Okay, and again, don't forget to hit that like button. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button. Hit that notification bell so you, so that you know I go when I go live. Okay, set it to all so that you know when I go live. Okay, guys, but. Let us get into this thing, shall we? We got some diving to do, okay? All right. So let me blow this up so you all can see this in the nosebleed seats. But preliminary statement, okay? Defendant Sean Combs, P. Diddy. Okay, we already know he's a rapper, record executive, properly known as Puff Daddy, P. Diddy, or Diddy. Mr. Combs came to fame in the early 1990s with his record label, Bad Boy Records, okay? We already know about all about him, okay? In 2022, he received a Lifetime Achievement Award at the BET Awards during this uh, his acceptance speech. He stated, uh, I have to give a special shout out. Thank you, thank you, love, to the people that have uh, that uh, was always there for me, or that was really there for me. He named a number of people before adding, and also Cassie, for holding me down in dark times, love. So, the truth, however, is that Cassie, okay, and I'm going to continue calling her Cassie from this point on, but she her name is Miss Cassandra Ventura, all right, uh, was held down by Mr. Combs and endured over a decade of his violent behavior and disturbed demands. For Cassie, the dark times, quote-unquote dark times, were those she spent trapped by uh, Mr. Combs in a cycle of A, violence, and ST. ST, y'all. Like, really ST. Let me see if I can get this a little bit bigger for everyone. Nope, can't do that big. Okay. Among other violent and unlawful acts, Mr. Combs arred Cassie in her own home after she tried to leave him, often attacked her in many, many ways, okay? Using his hands and feet, long story short, resulting in very bad situations, serious bruising, okay? And some bleeding as well. 
allegedly he apparently he blew up a car, blew up a man's car after he learned that he was romantically interested in Cassie. Forced Cassie to engage in things that she was not willing to do, but she engaged in these with other men. Okay, that were S workers. While taking care of himself in filming the encounters, ran out of his apartment with a firearm in pursuit of a rival industry executive whom he learned was nearby. That's just crazy. Demanded that Cassie to uh, carry his firearm in her purse just to make her uncomfortable and demonstrate how dangerous he is and introduced Cassie to a lifestyle of excessive alcohol and substance abuse and required her to pr procure illicit prescriptions to, the, sat, to satisfy his own addictions. Now, one thing I do want to point out, I, I, I just want to point out this, this firearm situation because I don't know if you guys remember um, this right here, how they there was a, remember J-Lo and P. Diddy getting into some sort of uh, 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 thing? Hold on. Okay. Do you remember that? Do you remember back in the day, there was a big shootout? At a nightclub, Jennifer Lopez or J-Lo and P Puff Daddy or P. Diddy were out. This is the reason why they broke up this whole debacle. Because, you know, she was trying to be like America's sweetheart. Okay? Just, you know, with some spice. Right? And he was Diddy. And then all of a sudden, and then there was a, a whole thing about who whose gun was it and all that stuff. Do you remember any of that stuff? Does anybody remember that? That stuff was insane, okay? But that was one of the reasons why the relationship broke up. The reason why they broke up was because of the gun situation, because of the pew-pew. And now we're seeing even more information like this, which is very interesting, okay? I just find it interesting. I feel like how, it's just interesting how things are coming in full circle. A lot of things that are having to do with Diddy right now. The rumors that are being said right now, all that, all that's coming back in full circle, which I find to be extremely interesting. But let's move on. OK, uh, so so a little bit of background information, a little bit of uh, story time. OK, of um, how they met. All right. Cassie met uh, Diddy in 2005 when she was 19 years old, y'all. And he was guess how he was. The ripe young age of 37 years old. He signed her to her label, Bad Boys Records, and within a few years, lured Cassie into an ostentatious, fast-paced, and drug-fueled lifestyle and into a romantic relationship with him. Her boss, one of the most powerful men in the entertainment business, and still is, arguably, okay? And a vicious, cruel, and controlling man nearly two decades her senior. Diddy asserted complete control over Cassie, Cassie's personal and professional life, thereby ensuring her inability to escape his hold. He provided unpre unprecedented avenues for success for the aspiring artist, but in return demanded 
obedience, loyalty, and silence. Throughout their relationship, Diddy was prone to uncontrollable rage and frequently attacked, got to use these code words, Cassie, Cassie savagely. These beatings were witnessed by Diddy's staff and employees of Bad Boy Entertainment and Diddy's related businesses. Uh, and Diddy's related businesses, but no one dared to speak up against their frightening, ferocious boss. Following the following these episodes of horrific A, Diddy would immediately attempt to hide Cassie and the evidence of his violent rage. He often showered her with gifts following incidents of physical violence, a typical pattern of behavior by serial ayers. We all have heard that story, right? Baby, I've changed. I'm so sorry. Baby, baby, please. Baby, baby, please. We've heard those stories, right, guys? In addition to the to the to the attacks, Diddy frequently reminded Cassie of his ability to cause serious harm, whether by requiring her to carry his gun in her purse or by blowing up a car of a musician, Kid Cudi that was romantically interested in Cassie. Adding insult to injury, Diddy used illegal substances and threats of violence to force Cassie into repeated unwanted encounters with male S workers. Over the years, over the years that Diddy uh, aid Cassie physically and S Yuli, she again and again tried to escape his tight hold over her life. Every time she did, Diddy's vast network of corporations and affiliated entities found her, and those who worked for Diddy's companies implored her to return to him. So she he got his minions out there to be like, baby, uh, uh, Cassie, he's sorry. Come back. Come back to him. He's sorry. Many went as far as to explicitly state that her failure to return to Diddy when hit would hinder her correct uh, her success in the entertainment industry. Uh, I, I want to be real. I mean, when was the last time? I mean, I you know maybe I'm a little bit disconnected, but I haven't heard a Cassie song in a really really long time. Have you? Just just asking for a friend. When she believed that she had finally separated for, from her longtime heir, she joined Diddy for dinner, after which he forced, uh, for, he forced her into her home and awed her while she repeatedly said no and tried to push him away. Cassie was, uh, has now fully escaped from Diddy, thank God. But the harm and uh, but the harm that the a the, that the attacks and the SA have caused her to experience for nearly a decade, or that that, that caused her to experience for, for uh, nearly a decade would forever haunt her. She has required intensive medical and psychological care to recover from the trauma she lived through. She cannot, however, continue to live in silence about what she endured. Diddy remains immensely powerful and immensely dangerous. Yeah, he's pretty damn powerful. Cassie, therefore, seeks justice for the decade of her life that Diddy took away from her with threats of violence, excessive use of D chemicals, physical and psychological A, 
and S, slavery. Literally. Hamburger. Um, and then, of course, this is all the legal jargon stuff. Uh, of course, she is, you know, there's a lot that she's trying to get, okay? S traffic, S T, okay, for the trafficking and all that, okay? So let's get past this stuff because we already know who the parties are and all that. Factual allegations. Teenage Cassie meets middle-aged because he was a grown-ass man, okay? So, meets middle-aged Diddy as her career begins. So, Cassie met Mr. Combs in late 2005, early 2006, after Diddy heard her first single playing in a club and expressed interest in signing to her to his label, Bad Boys Records. At the time... She was 19 years old. He was 37 years old. Within months, in February 2006, Cassie signed a 10-album deal with Mr. Combs' record label. Damn. Her first album, Cassie, was released in August 2006, debuting at number four on the U.S. Billboard uh, 200. That's dope. To promote the album, Miss Ventura, or Cassie, made television appearances at uh, on uh, MTV's Total Request Live or TRL and BET's 106 and Park. Cassie suffered from significant performance anxiety during these appearances, and press outlets were highly critical of her performances on these shows. Diddy, however, sought to rehabilitate his newly signed talent, telling MTV News, You could hear the nervousness in her voice. And to be honest, I kind of smiled at it because it made me really appreciate what I really love about her. She's a regular person. It just made me appreciate that she, she got nervous and it's kind of cute to me, to be honest. You've got to understand the success for her is coming out of nowhere. It's just so huge. And sometimes everybody handles it differently. While clearly paternalistic uh, while clearly paternalistic in noting that it was cute to him and how regular Cassie appeared, Diddy's comments rang uh, true to some extent. Upon signing with Bad Boy Records, Cassie was quickly thrust into the spotlight and was unfamiliar with how to navigate her new celebrity status. His recognition and glorification of Cassie's naivete proved to set the groundwork for his manipulative and coercive romantic and S relationship with Cassie, a woman clearly or a woman nearly two decades his junior. Within a year of signing with Bad Boy Records, Combs Diddy became deeply entrenched in her life almost immediately asserting possession and control over her and inserting himself into all aspects of her career and personal life. In November 2006, Diddy invited Cassie to perform his song, Come to Me, along with her, uh, along with him at the, um, the MTV Europe Music Awards in Copenhagen, uh, Denmark. After rehearsal for the performance, Diddy walked around in a robe with a drink in his hand, flaunting his lavish party lifestyle 
to his label's newly signed artist. Ain't that funny? He's just sitting there going, look at all the stuff I got, kid. You know, I'm the black Hugh Hefner, you know? Anyway, during hair and makeup leading to the performance, Cassie's Cassie's hairstylist and Combs makeup artist told Cassie that Diddy was interested in her. She shrugged it off. She shrugged off the gossip and, in fact, expressed disgust given the large age gap between her and the president of her record label, emphasizing the age and power dynamic early on in their working relationship. Diddy positions himself as a father figure and protector of Cassie by way of example. After returning to New York after a trip to Las Vegas, during which she endured a brief hospital stay, Cassie, who by then was fully healthy, went to a club with her friends. When Diddy saw her out, he reprimanded her, telling her to go home and take care of herself. At the time, Cassie thought that the record label was just looking out for her well-being and that Diddy had her best interest in mind. Diddy also ensured in, in, in uh, he was intertwined with Cassie's personal and social life, for instance, by inviting himself to her 21st birthday party in Las Vegas. Who does that? He also brought along famous musicians and producers, therefore, therefore thereby flaunting his celebrity status and influence in front of a young and impressionable Cassie. Although Diddy knew that Cassie was in a relationship at the time, even though he was publicly in a relationship with Kim Porter, R.I.P. Diddy nevertheless pursued Cassie. He didn't give a damn. At an after party in a hotel suite following her birthday party, her 21st birthday party, Diddy pulled Cassie into the, bed, uh, into the bathroom and forcibly kissed her. She did not consent to this unwanted contact. She immediately ran out of the bathroom and the hotel suite and cried. She told her best friend at the time about what had happened, but it was, was too scared to tell anyone else. And I pro probably too scared to say anything because she was working so damn hard to uh, get her stuff out here. And then all of a sudden, you know, she's at the height of her career. And all of a sudden, if she was to rat him out, her career would have been over. So I get her concern over that, too. And I could see other people going, man, this all cap. This part cap, y'all. She wanted that kiss. I, I'm just saying, people, I know that there's two different sides to the story. People are going to say one thing. Other people are going to say another. So we just, you know what I mean? We're just going to ride with it, okay? But at the Video Music Awards, the following day, Cassie's boyfriend at the time joined her and Diddy at the table at the awards ceremony. Diddy became angry, telling Cassie that the invitation to the awards ceremony was only for her, not for her significant other. Interesting. Diddy lures Cassie into a relationship. Despite her clear rejection of Diddy's advances, Cassie continued to demand, or sorry, sorry, uh, Diddy continued to demand Cassie spend time with him, including for a weekend at his residence in Miami and for nights out in New York City. On one particular night in September or around September 2007, Diddy insisted on taking uh, Cassie out. Cassie acquiesced, acquiesced, fearing that rejecting Diddy's request would have repercussions for her album deal with 
him and his company, Bad Boys Records. He goes and picks her up from the apartment in Manhattan in a blue luxury vehicle. She's surprised that when she gets into the car, Diddy already tore up. He's already inebriated. He hands her a pill and told, tells her to take it. When Cassie asked what the pill was, he dismissed her, dismissed her and told her she would like it. She later learned that the pill was E. Okay, some of that X. Something that she has never, had never tried before and did not want to try. This was the first time that Diddy got Cassie high. Diddy then proceeded to drive recklessly at a very at very high speeds down the west side highway of Manhattan. Cassie was very scared, but did not dare to object to Diddy, who appeared drunk, high, and agitated. Diddy took her to an upscale lounge in downtown Manhattan, where he proceeded to get into an altercation with uh, with security scat security staff, sorry guys, who would not permit Mr. Combs to enter, presumably, pre presumably because he was belligerent. Cassie decided to go home, but for the remainder of the night, Mr. Combs messaged Cassie incessantly, complaining that he, that he left, I guess that she left him high and alone. In the early fall of 2007, Diddy flexed his power and influence when he paid a promoter to create a fake flower, flyer for a party hosted by Cassie. This fake posting allowed Cassie to have an excuse to go to Miami, Florida and get away from her boyfriend by using this guise of a legitimate event so, he, so uh, a, a legitimate event she had to attend. Cassie was stunned at how easily Diddy was able to recruit others to lie for her, for him. Cassie was uncomfortable with the fake flyer, but because the request to go to Miami was made by the owner of the, her record label and because she was so scared to go against his wishes and face repercussions to her career, she agreed to join uh, Combs, Diddy, in Florida. During this trip to Miami, he provided her with copious amounts of chemicals, D's. She became more intoxicated than she had ever had before, and her intoxication lasted throughout the weekend trip. As she wanted Diddy to continue to support her career, she felt she could not refuse Diddy's urge, urging her to take more of these chemicals or continue partying. After providing her with these, these things, Diddy got in bed with her during this trip. Code words. Within two years of meeting Diddy, Cassie found herself lured into an immediate circle of her boss, the owner of her record label, and one of the most powerful men in the entertainment business. Now, Mr. Combs exerts control over Cassie, over her career and personal life. From the very start of, the, of their relationship, he exerted his power and influence over Cassie. 
This dynamic was fueled by their nearly 20-year age difference, as well as their relative positions in the uh, entertainment business, with Diddy considered a music mogul and Cassie at the very start of her career as an entertainer. Diddy's aggressive and demanding approach to those who to those he worked with made it impossible for anyone to challenge him. And Cassie soon learned that Diddy insisted on blind loyalty from everyone in his inner circle. Although Cassie had saved up some, some earnings from her young modeling career, Diddy's ostentatious display of wealth was intimidating to her. Diddy paid for things with quote-unquote wads of cash and would, would repeatedly tell Cassie, don't worry about money. I have money. Diddy's ex, uh, expensed, lavish vacation, uh, expensed lavish vacations for him and Cassie, purchased a car for her, bought her an apartment, and provided her with an extensive amount of designer clothing. Around 2008 or 2009, Diddy began to uh, began to rent an apartment in Manhattan for Cassie. The apartment was within walking distance for Diddy. Uh, for of uh, within walking distance of Diddy's New York residence, he first showed the uh, Cassie the apartment by bringing her there along with her parents. Cassie's parents were skeptical of the uh, mogul's display of wealth, but proud of their daughter's newfound success. Around 2010, Diddy's similarly paid, uh, uh, similarly paid for the for an apartment for Cassie in Los Angeles which was located about five minutes away from his residence. He paid for many of her apartments in New York, in uh, California and also purchased a Jaguar for her around 2013 or 2014. All aspects of Cassie's life were controlled by either Diddy or his management companies. Every event Cassie attended, from the travel to the makeup and clothing, was paid directly by Diddy and his affiliated companies compounding all count compounding this all encompassing intrusion into her life did he secured his control over the young and impressionable cassie by introducing her to a drug-fueled lifestyle that kept her complacent and compliant did he's first introduced uh cassie to opiates around 2008 and would often fill and often have pills and other party favors out in the open, quote unquote, like candy. Upon information and belief, Diddy has been addicted to prescription painkillers and took ecstasy frequently. Jesus. <sighs> Hamburger. At first, Cassie, at first, Cassie was given the prescriptions that. Uh, Diddy received from a doctor in Miami, Florida. Eventually, when he exhausted all of his supply of pills, he demanded that Cassie procure prescriptions from this Miami doctor in her own name. He became he also became deeply involved in her personal life with his personal staff attending to her day to day travel. And other needs, including medical care. On multiple occasions. Diddy had 
Cassie's personal medical records sent directly to his email address. For instance, when she began experiencing memory loss, potentially due to the excessive use of drugs and or injuries caused from the attacks from Diddy, as described below, which we will be getting to very shortly, her MRI results were provided directly to Diddy. Did he also repeatedly arranged for his staff to drive Cassie to certain doctor appointments? In this way, did he exerted ownership over Cassie as another example of the ways in which he manipulated Cassie and ensured obedience early on in their relationship? He asked Cassie what she uh, called her grandfather when she said that she referred to her grandfather as Pop Pop. Mr. Combs, Diddy, perversely insisted that Cassie refer to him with that same nickname. That is gross. That's grody. Like, that, that's, that's straight up 80s grody. Okay? Grody. Let me take a two seconds to drink some water. Have mercy. So much to say, so little time. But hey, everybody, what's up? Thank you guys so much for coming in. We are looking at the legal documents on this very bombshell of an evening. There's a lot to dissect. There's a lot to look into. P. Diddy is in some serious, he is in some serious trouble. Okay? He is in serious trouble. And I'm not sitting here going, oh my God, I'm so, I'm just, mm -mm. Not with the amount of stuff, and there are women, and there are there are people, assistants, uh, uh, women, uh, exes, and all that that are all starting to come out and start talking, y'all. All of them are talking. Okay, let's be real now, because she just like she she just tipped over the uh, the domino, for lack of a better term. This is it's bad, and we haven't even got uh, uh, Crystal say he is freaky. We haven't even gotten to the freaky stuff yet. Okay. And, and, and he's a freakish monster, allegedly, if these allegations are true. Holy cow. Okay? But let's continue on, because there's more. Miles to go before we sleep, ladies and germs. Miles to go before we sleep. All right, let's get into it. Okay, Diddy and uh, Cassie's relationship becomes violent and A. Again, I'm going to be doing a lot of code words from this point on. All right. So just just bear with me because, you know, I'm reading it out loud and it's not like this is written with the code words in it. So just be patient with me. OK, but this is absolutely. Yes, Stacy galore. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Just some thinking about you. You know what I mean? It's absolutely crazy. OK, crazy, 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 crazy. OK, nutty. So let's get into this. So. What started as a whirlwind of celebrity meetings and drug and alcohol-fueled parties, however, quickly turned frightening, frightening and violent. Cassie was also exposed to the intense violence that pervaded Diddy's rise to fame. For example, on one occasion, when Diddy and Cassie were using the chemicals together at, in his home, one of his security staff barged in and announced that Suge Knight, we all know that Suge Knight, all up in the videos, come to death row. Suge Knight, a longtime rival of Diddy, was spotted at Mel's Drive-In Diner 
in Los Angeles. Diddy began to get dressed, retrieved multiple guns for a uh, from a safe, and ran out of his home to where he believed Mr. Knight was dining. Cassie became terrified and began to cry. The what? Okay. Sorry. So they just said, Shook Knight is at Mel's dining dry, din diner. And he just said, bet. He just ran and got some pew-pews and ran out the door. Interesting, right? On at least two occasions, Diddy demanded that Cassie hold <laughs> hold his, his pew-pew in her purse. Cassie had no familiar, familiar, familiarity, can't even say that word today, with pew-pews and was petrified that the pew-pew would accidentally go off in her purse. There was no clear reason why Diddy required her to hold his pew-pews. <laughs> this sounds ridiculous saying it so many times. Except to reinforce to his young girlfriend that he was violent, powerful, and dangerous. With her holding the pew-pews. Over the next de decade, multiple times each year, Diddy would violently, he would attack Cassie. leaving leaving markings all over her body all over her body after every instance in which he would attack her he used his money and power to orchestrate extensive efforts to hide their evidence uh, to hide the evidence of his a including by hiding her in hotels for days at a time to let her heal code word city guys in one such instance after a party with Jay-Z he attacked Cassie repeatedly in an escalade, including by using his hands and feet, for lack of a better term. He forced her out of the vehicle on Fifth Avenue in New York, New York City. She was eventually able to hail a cab and get her get her apart uh, get to her apartment in Manhattan, where she cried in fear, realizing there was no one she could tell about what happened at the hands of this incredibly powerful man. She spent the subsequent three days hiding in her apartment in January 2009. After Mr. Combs learned that Ventura, or Cassie, spoke to another music manager at a party in Los Angeles, he became enraged. She had hoped speaking to this manager would allow her to further grow her career and that Diddy would be happy for her. But instead, he became in, in, extremely angry and pulled her out of the club where the party was taking place. In the car, leaving the club, Combs, Diddy, attacked her, pushing her into a corner of the vehicle and using her, his feet on her face. Diddy's security staff, Roger Bonds, tried to stop the attack, but was unable to de-escalate de the situation. When the car arrived at Diddy's residence, she attempted to run away, but Diddy followed her and proceeded to use his feet on her face again. Cassie was bleeding profusely and was ushered into uh, Diddy's home where she began to throw up from a violent attack. 
upon recognizing the damage he had done and the physical evidence of his A, Diddy panicked and forced his staff to bring Cassie to a hotel suite at the London Hotel in Los Angeles, <clears throat> where she was required to stay for a week. That's crazy. During this stay, as her injuries were starting to heal, she began to fully realize that Diddy's tre tremendously loyal network not only knew about it, not only knew about and witnessed his attack, but also that these witnesses were not willing to do anything meaningful to stop his behavior. She recognized that she was powerless and that this man, that reporting this man to the authorities would not alter his status or influence, but would merely give Diddy another excuse to hurt her. Imagine that, y'all. Imagine that. This is some scary stuff, y'all. I mean, just imagine being that stuck and that helpless. While in the hotel, she has to go home to her parents, but Diddy wouldn't let her leave. She lied to her mother when, when asked about an online gossip forum that reported the attack. And I'd love to know about, I would love to see where that, what gossip forum was talking about this, this attack. You know what I mean? That's what I'd really love to know. You, you feel me? Um, but real quick, guys, uh, please hit that like button down below. Send it past 300 likes. That would really, really mean a lot. Okay? I'm working hard out here in these streets. Okay? And also, please do not forget to hit that subscribe button. Hit that follow button on Facebook if you're watching over there. Please and thank you. Okay? We're going to continue on. But I'd love to know what uh, online gossip forum reported about this attack. Real talk. But Combs proceeded to instruct his assistant to, uh, to purchase excessive amounts of gifts for Cassie, which were delivered to the hotel room where uh, uh, she remained trapped. She was ter terrified, isolated, and unable to see a pathway out of his hold on her life. Cassie found herself becoming numb to the A. She was experiencing and became entirely beholden to his demands. She began to blindly follow his instructions out of fear of again being on the receiving end of a vicious attack. By his own admission, his relationship with Cassie was like Bobby and Whitney, quote unquote, a clear acknowledgement of the unequal power dynamic and excessive DV that permeated their relationship. From the outside looking in, Cassie had heard others refer to her relationship with Diddy as akin to Ike and Tina. Now, if you don't know about Ike and Tina, just watch what's love got to do with, with it. End of story. <clears throat> her volatile and a partner who also owned her, her label and therefore held her future success in his hands, had fully exerted control over every aspect of her life. Now we're getting into the, uh, the even more salacious stuff. The, now we're talking about the, now we're talking about the hibbity-dibbity. Okay, guys, the sideways samba, the, the, the making the beast with two backs. I mean, you name it, the things that are going to be said here, we're going to do everything we can 
to to maneuver through this, okay? To finagle. We're going to do what we can do to finagle this. All right, love? We're going to finagle through the rest of this right here. All right? So, he forces her into ST. Within a few months of beginning, uh, within a few months of beginning a romantic relationship with 40-year-old Combs, 20, the 22-year-old Cassie felt beholden to his whims and demands. Like he basically, he beat this out of her. Okay? He, he beat her into submission. Let's keep it real. If these allegations are true, he beat her into submission and then she said, okay, you win. I'm done. Okay? This sucks. Okay. So, while in New York City, <clears throat> excuse me, while in New York City, Diddy told Cassie that he wanted to engage in a fantasy that he called voyeurism. He said it would turn him on if he saw Cassie with another D, another man. Okay? For the first time, Diddy hired a man and brought the man to his home in Los Angeles. The man, Diddy, and Cassie wore masquerade masks and took some party favors. He directed Cassie to perform acts with this man while he watched them. He took care of himself while he directed Cassie and the man to do specific thizangs. The entire encounter lasted a couple days. Damn. Damn. Okay. He began to call the arrangement a freak-off or an F.O. He would repeatedly tell Cassie at random moments that he wanted an F.O. And that Cassie was eventually expected to facilitate the location and the hiring of male S-workers. What? Wow, you 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 set it up, girl. At certain points during Cassie and Diddy's relationship, he would insist on an FO weekly. Diddy would repeatedly tell Cassie that this practice was quote unquote our thing and our secret. FOs would often take place in hotel suites, including uh in, include at the Trump International Hotel in Columbus Circle, Circle a place in Lamaritage uh, in <clears throat> Beverly Hills, the London Hotel, the uh, Intercontinental uh, Century City, the Intercontinental Atlanta, a whole bunch of places. Okay, guys, all these places, all right, a whole bunch. From, from Beverly Hills to Miami to to. Where else? New York, LA. I mean, they, they were everywhere. New, Yeah, they were everywhere. Okay? They did this a lot, guys. They did this a lot. On one occasion around 2013, he had an FO set up at the Internet, uh, Intercontinental Hotel in New York City, after which he was charged with tens of thousands of dollars in damages by the hotel. Wow. Upon information and belief, 
Diddy's chief of staff, Tony Fletcher, paid the invoice charged by the hotel. Now, I'm wondering, I, I would hope that there's like a proof of this. Like, I would love to see if there's somebody held on to that invoice. They have records of that somewhere. It's 2013. Maybe they got it still. You know what I mean? Because that's crazy. Whatever the damage was, okay, Cassie was eventually instructed to use websites and escort services to find male S workers to participate in FOs. He really liked the mans, okay? He really liked the, the mans, okay? Uh, Diddy told Cassie to search for <laughs> large black BBCs, guys, BBCs. All right, on the website. Okay. Sometimes Diddy would would pay to fly male S workers to his location, including to multiple cities in the United States as well as abroad. He required Cassie and his staff to help him make these arrangements. Now, I want I want you guys to know something. I got to take a little bit of a, a break. We're halfway through here. Let me just let me just say something here really quick. Okay. We're we're gonna continue, I promise. But let me. Woo. Voice is getting raw. Let me just say this really quick. Um uh so so there apparently there's been a lot of rumors, okay, out here back in the back in the day that are all kind of coming back in full circle. It's kind of funny how, like, you know, we got we got the Will Smith stuff that's been out here, the Jada before that. We got the Will Smith stuff, and then now, now we got now we got Diddy, and this is bad. You know, it, it's one thing to have an interview with somebody, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I just was in there in a straight murder. It's just murdering. This is just, just straight killing them. You know what I'm saying?" And then it's another when you got somebody going, "Here's a whole document. I am pressing. I want this man." to pay for what he's done to me. And here's the whole proof of it, right? Pretty insane stuff, right? Totally different, night and day. This stuff right here, though, is extremely damning. We just dealt with a, a, a rumor, basically, until we have actual evidence of said thing. I'm going to keep saying it's a rumor. But now we got this here. And this is with one of the other Another icon, okay? Another music mogul. Or, you know, another huge celebrity. But this stuff right here, the stories about FO, the freak-offs, and the, the, the masquerade freak-offs and all that. We've heard these rumors before, y'all. We've heard these rumors before. Years ago. Allegedly, he would throw these big elaborate parties where people are scandally clad, lingerie, masquerade parties, but they're all bumping uglies together, okay? Huge elaborate, elaborate parties. Now we're hearing it from Cassie herself. And one of the things that Diddy is sitting here saying is like, oh, yeah, you know, she's just here trying to make $30 million. Okay, if she is, she's coming in with a whole lot of allegations. It's not like he, she just went over there and said, it's not like she's still trying to extort him. She's putting this on paper. 
So now it's a matter of, do we have actual physical proof of any of these allegations? Paperwork, uh, security cam footage, um, receipts, literal receipts, and of course the receipts. You know what I'm saying? I want to see some proof here as well. I'm not sitting here saying I don't believe it. I'm just saying this it would sell and convince, I feel, the, the, the naysayers out here, the skeptical ones out here a little bit more. Okay, because this is this is bad, y'all. This is very, very bad. All right. Yeah. Eyes wide shut parties. Damn right. Yeah. Damn right. Eyes wide shut parties. Indeed. This is all what this is. Real talk. But let's continue. So you often fly these people out, sometimes abroad. Okay. He required uh, Cassie and the staff to help him make these arrangements. So was she involved in those or was he just doing this all by himself? Like these freak offs, were they just for him? Like if they were overseas or, or abroad, was he just doing them with these mans? Or was he with Cassie the entire time? And she was, you know, in between. I don't know. But that's something I don't know. But anyway, let's move on. Okay, Diddy's assistance would help to set up the FOs, including by setting up the hotel suites with baby oil and Astroglide hamburger. He just said that. Astroglide. <laughs> Diddy always supplied her and the S worker with copious amounts of party favors before, uh, before and during the FOs. Cassie was given all kinds of stuff, uh, which is kind of important. I'm just going to say these things really quick. So ecstasy, cocaine, GHB, ketamine, uh, marijuana, and alcohol in excessive amounts in, during the FOs, which allowed her to disassociate during these horrific encounters. Now, one thing I know a lot of people are kind of um, focusing on is, this, is, the, is the K. Is the K. Okay? People are really uh, uh, looking into that K because of Kim Porter. Because of she passed, they say of natural causes, but allegedly they say in her autopsy or her toxic talk, her toxicology report, they say that there was K in her system. Just something to think about. This has nothing to do with this case, but it is very interesting about how Kim Porter just off and died, and we don't know why. It's still a mystery, and people have a lot of questions about that. And I have a feeling that there's going to be more and more information just cascading out of people over this weekend with more and more information and more and more bombshells around this dude. Real talk. If this is any way remotely true, he got some splaining to do. All right. Cassie was required to dress up in lingerie for the FOs. And Diddy insisted her wear white nail polish to contrast her to contrast her nails with skin with the skin of the black men she that he hired to be with her during the fo he would instruct her to pour excessive amounts of oil all over herself 
Diddy would then instruct her to and the S workers to speak to each other and then specifically tell Cassie where to touch the S workers. Diddy would say things like, grab that. I can't even, I can't, I can't, I can't. <laughs> just, just these things. Okay. How does it feel? He directed her to perform for him. Yeah. Eddie. Okay. <laughs> During the FOs, in addition to directing Cassie and also taking care of himself, he would use his phone, laptop, and tablet to film Cassie having these carnal moments with these S workers. He treated the uh, forced encounter as a personal art project, adjusting the candles he used for lighting to frame the videos he took. Man, what did he think? He was Martin Scorsese of porn? Real talk. Hold on, hold on. Stay stay right there. Let me just adjust this candle, right? Okay. Now, now I can see the curvature of your butty. Like, th that doesn't make up the booty. Perfect. Just stay right there. Perfect. Interesting. While Cassie quickly deleted any photographs or videos of these acts, if they were taken on her phone, Diddy repeatedly made clear that he retained many videos of Cassie during FOs. Blackmail! Just saying. Blackmail. Real talk. Even when she deleted the videos, he would tell Cassie that he was able to recover deleted videos from her devices. On one occasion, he sat right next to her at a, on a flight and made her watch a video she thought she had deleted, reinforcing her inability to escape and, and the immense power he held over her. Yep. He would pay the male S workers a few thousand dollars in cash for their services. A few thousand dollars. Damn. Okay. Shoot. During some FOs, he would become extremely intoxicated and hit hit Cassie in front of the S workers. She was repulsed by Diddy's demands, but between the physical attacks and recognizing his incredible power and incredible temper, she became petrified of her partner and boss and felt she could not say no. He even, he even would present her with lavish gifts prior to or in the middle of the F FOs, seemingly acknowledging the ways in which these forced encounters constituted quote unquote work for Miss Ventura and that she or, and that he needed to compensate her for this work. At one point, he had given her so many designer bracelets for FOs and immediately following and immediately following his brutal attacks that she felt that she was shackled by his presence. Frequently, her anxiety before an FO would become so great that she would become physically ill, sometimes to the point of vomiting. While kneeling over the toilet, Diddy would shame her into performing for him, eventually forcing her to get up and proceed with the encounter. She knew firsthand that telling Diddy that she did not want to engage in FOs was 
met with anger and violence. In addition, any suggestion that Cassie would refuse the FO or otherwise report his attacks was met with ultimatums by Diddy, who would say that Cassie could not go to the police because she had a lot to lose, quote-unquote, around August 2015. There's just so much here, guys. Like, there's so much. This cannot be all, this cannot be fake. This is some very elaborate, very detailed information, and I cannot believe this. I, I'm gonna con- I'm gonna continue, but I'm just saying, like, damn, guys. Just damn. All right. So in August of 2015, for example, in the middle of a surprise birthday dinner for Cassie's 29th birthday, Diddy insisted that Cassie leave the uh, leave the party and go to a hotel for an FO. What? When she expressed that she didn't want to go, Diddy had Cassie cornered by security his security staff in order to force her to leave with him. What the f- After this FO, Diddy and Cassie went back to the hotel room uh, that she was staying in where some of her friends were already hanging out. Diddy was severely intoxicated and at one point during the night picked up one of her friends like a child and dangled her over the balcony of a, or and dangled the friend, sorry, over the balcony of a 17, seven, over the 17th floor hotel suite. Why do you do that? Okay, Cassie and her friends were scared by Diddy's erratic behavior, but Cassie was heavily sedated because of the drugs she took to participate in the FO and therefore was unable to respond to Diddy's terrifying behavior. Now, I'm wondering if the friends that were there to see him dangled this dude or this person over on the 17th floor of the hotel suite, can they come out? Can they come out and speak? That would be amazing, wouldn't it? The FOs became work for Cassie, and despite her uh, protestations, Diddy insisted on these uh, on these intricately staged and forced encounters between Cassie and these men. So she tries to escape him. Anytime she tried to create distance from her and Diddy, he used networks to find her and convince her to return to his A. On multiple occasions, Diddy sent his employees to lure uh, Ventura back or Cassie back in 2011 during a rough patch in Diddy and Cassie's relationship. Cassie had a brief relationship with Kid Cudi. This is going to be interesting. This is about the, 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 the car that went boom, guys. Okay. When Diddy returned home from a trip, he demanded another FO with Cassie. She acquiesced. During this FO, Diddy found Cassie's phone and found emails between her and Kid Cudi. Diddy became enraged and proceeded to place a manual corkscrew between his fingers and lunged at Cassie. Cassie ran away to stay uh, ran away to stay at Kid Cudi's home to escape his wrath, Diddy's wrath. Soon thereafter, one of Diddy's staff members told Cassie that he needed to, quote-unquote, just talk 
to uh, Diddy, even though Diddy was enraged. Feeling she could not escape Diddy and his network of enforcers, Cassie returned to Diddy. He attacked her several times. He then attacked her in the back with, with his feet as she tried to run to the, out of the door. She went to her parents' home in Connecticut, where her mother took pictures of the bruises. Finally, finally a part where they took documented photos that he left on her body. In February 2020, uh, 2012, during Paris Fashion Week, Diddy told Cassie that he was going to go boom, <laughs> make Kitty, Kid Cuddy's car go boom. And that he wanted to ensure that Kid Cuddy was home with his friends when it happened. Around that time, Kid Cuddy's car exploded in his driveway. And he has confirmed that. He has says, he has said that his that is true. His car did blow up, guys. His car did go boom. Miss Ventura was terrified as she began to fully comprehend what Diddy was both willing and able to do to those he believed had slighted him. In 2015, Cassie spoke to a popular music manager at an uh, after party in a hotel suite in Las Vegas. Diddy saw her speaking to this manager and sternly told her to step into the bedroom adjoining the, the suite. In the bedroom, he attacked her severely. She ran from corner to corner of the room trying to avoid his attacks. When she tried to lock herself in the bathroom, he pushed through and he attacked her until she curled up under the toilet. Her screams were drowned out by the loud music playing in the outside area of the hotel suite. When Diddy's head of security and assistant saw Cassie after the assault, they began to cry. That's bad. Cassie had two black eyes, a burst and bruised lip, and a huge welt on her forehead. Upon seeing the results of the, his vicious, vicious attack, he immediately took steps to conceal his wrongdoing. He forced Cassie to stay at his home in the Hombly Hills, I guess that's how you say it, along with his, with his sons. While there, Diddy FaceTimed uh, Cassie and stated, you got to go up and put on more makeup, more makeup on. My son can't see you like that. She did put makeup on. Per his demands, Cassie felt that she had no choice but to obey her heir, even though security guards, assistants, and friends saw the situation she was in. No one dared to help her or speak up on her behalf. She therefore had no choice but to remain subservient. Later, in 2015, while shooting a, video, uh, a movie in Cape Town, South Africa, Cassie began, began a flirtatious relationship with an actor. She spent New Year's Eve with this actor, but Diddy soon found out. Diddy called the actor and threatened him. The actor proceeded to call Cassie and tell her, you really need to call Diddy. Jesus. In or around March 2016, during an F.O., 
at a hotel in Los Angeles, Diddy became extremely intoxicated and attacked her, leaving a black eye. After he fell asleep, she tried to leave the hotel, but as she exited, he awoke and began screaming at Cassie. He followed her into the hallway of the hotel while yelling at her. He grabbed at her and then took glass vases or vases, if you're fans, fancy, in the hallway and threw them at her, causing glass to crash around them as she ran to the elevator to escape. She managed to get to the, into the elevator and when she got to the lobby, quickly took a cab to her apartment. Upon realizing that her running away would cause Diddy to be even more, even angrier with her and completely uh, stuck in his vicious cycle of A, she returned to the hotel with the intention of apologizing for running away from her heir. When she returned, hotel security staff urged her to get back into a cab and go to her apartment, suggesting that they had seen the security footage showing Combs, Diddy, attacking Cassie and throwing glass at her in the hotel hallway. Sorry. Now I want to know if they have that footage still. Upon information and belief, Diddy paid this hotel, the Intercontinental Century City Hotel, $50,000 for the hallway security footage from that evening i hope they still got it i hope they still got it after this cassie left her home and went to hide away in a friend's house in florida james cruz the president of bad boy management tracked cassie down and told her that her single would not be released if she did not answer diddy's phone calls <laughs> see this is the this is sad y'all a woman who worked at Sony Music reached out to her with a similar ultimatum concerning her record. Incredibly, Diddy even convinced one of his attorneys to call Cassie at this time. This lawyer told Cassie that, quote-unquote, it's in your best interest to call Diddy back. Each time she tried to run away, Diddy and his powerful network would force her back to him. Diddy's tight hold over her life had irreparably, irreparably damaged her friendships. Around 2018, or yeah, around 2018, when Miss Ventura Cassie was with her friend Carrie Morgan in her house, Diddy used his key to her house, to Cassie's house, and came in unannounced. He and Miss Morgan had an altercation during which Mr. Combs threw a hanger at Miss Morgan, her friend. Upon information and belief, the incident resulted in a settlement between Diddy and her friend. Cassie ended up, uh, sorry, yeah. Cassie ended up paying Miss Morgan additional funds in an attempt to resolve the dispute between her close friend and her monster of a boyfriend. The relationship between her, Cassie, and her friend has been strained since this time. Now, I want to hear from Carrie Morgan. I would love to hear from Carrie Morgan. Wouldn't you? I'm waiting for a surviving P. Diddy or a surviving Diddy 
Lifetime series to come out. It's coming. Oh, it's coming. Trust me, it's coming. Okay? Crazy. Okay, moving on. Seeing the extreme measures Diddy took to keep a tight hold on Cassie and isolate her from her from her support network and having experienced the repercussions of rejecting his demands, Cassie felt that saying no to Diddy would cost her something, her family, her friends, her career, or even her life. Okay. This is when it doesn't get any fun, any more fun. Okay. Uh, this is when he R's Cassie. Okay. These are the accounts of when he allegedly attacked her. Man. By 2017, 2018, Miss Ventura became desperate to leave Diddy and his A of her. She recognized that if she stayed with him, she would never be able to have a successful career or ever be physically and mentally safe. She therefore became determined to completely break away from Diddy and his cycle of A and made concerted efforts to avoid him. In September of 2018, she joined Diddy for a dinner at an Italian restaurant in Malibu, California, for what she believed would be a discussion about concluding their relationship for good. After dinner, Diddy and Cassie returned to Cassie's home, which was paid for by Diddy. Diddy forced himself into her apartment and tried to kiss Cassie. She tried to stop him and attempted to push him away. Diddy then forcibly pulled off, then forcibly pulled off uh, Miss uh, Cassie's clothing, unbuckled his belt, and proceeded to R her while she repeatedly said no and tried to push him away. Soon thereafter, Cassie took steps to completely separate her, herself from her longtime heir, including by leaving the home that he paid for and returning the car he purchased for her. Despite moving away, Cassie's address was posted online in early 2019, leading to fears for her safe, safety. Cassie, who was under immense du duress during the months after he attacked her, took all steps possible to entirely remove herself from her heir's ambit, including by entering no contracts, by entering into contracts to end her record deal with Bad Boy Entertainment. Interesting. This is all very, this is just bad. This is very, very bad. She, again, if any of this is true, she went to great lengths to try to get out of this man, uh, to get this man out of her, out of her life. Real talk. So the, the S and physical A, okay, of her, uh, of, of Cassie, has caused her lifelong harm. As a result of the immense trauma Cassie endured for over a, a decade with Mr. Combs, she has suffered and continues to suffer from immense emotional du uh, duress, distress. Uh, following her escape from the cycle of A and ST, she endured... She struggled with the physical and mental mental manifestations of her trauma. The birth to, of her two children, however, allowed her a new lease on life 
and gave her purpose. She credits her children with saving her from the trauma that had uh, consumed that had consumed over a decade of her life, except for the months when she was pregnant with her children. Miss Ventura, Cassie, struggled with addictions to drugs and alcohol, addictions that were established and fueled by Diddy. She turned to sub substances to drown out the memories of her A. Without being intoxicated, she suffered from horrific nightmares of force SA that Diddy demanded she participated in during the regularly scheduled FOs and of physical attacks that she endured throughout her relationship. She had difficulty eating or sleeping and her relationships with her family suffered. During this time, she frequently had thoughts of doing the unthinkable to herself. To rebuild her life and her career, Cassie needed to completely reinvent herself. She checked her, herself into an inpatient treatment at a real rehabilitation center where she first confronted the extent of the trauma she lives with. She has required intensive therapy and other medical care to recover from Mr. Combs A. And she will never or she will forever live with the physical and psychological repercussions of the over a decade of violence, fear, exploitation she endured. Although, although Cassie was unable to speak up against the years of A she endured at the hands of Diddy, she has since been able to rebuild her life and confront her trauma thanks to the passage of the New York Adults uh, Survivors Act and the California SA Accountability and Cover-Up Act, she is now ready and able to confront her heir and to hold him and those who enabled his A accountable for their actions. So that is all of it, guys. The rest is just, you know, all the, the legal jargon stuff. But the meat and potatoes of it all, you just heard it. We just got through it all. And let me let me just say this. If this is any way, shape, or form true, I mean, I believe that this is true. I mean, I, okay. I do, I do believe that the, a majority of this is true. But is all of it true? I don't know. But I do believe that a majority of this is true. What happened here and the stories that were being told here are absolutely mind-blowing. My mind is absolutely shook by the information surrounding this particular man and the surrounding this particular woman. And the fact that she has endured so much uh, just says how much, how strong she really is. I mean, it, it's crazy because it is almost like he, 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 uh, he, forced her into submission basically to the point where she couldn't do it anymore to, to the point where she could, was too scared of getting hurt so she just complied she just submitted and let him do what he wanted because of his fame because of his power because of what he had control over her on her next album her next song any of that stuff her career 
that's truly messed up. And I know that there's other women out here that survived this man. Again, if this is true, this is all alleged. But I would love to see the footage, the photos that the mother took of her back when she showed up. She ran away from him that one time. Accounts from the parents, I would love to hear as well. Just any more proof of this situation to solidify things even more. Let's not forget, like the 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 the, the Kiki Palmer situation that we've been talking about a little bit. You know, she the, the stills were actually stills were actually released, leaked out here. And yes, I know there's a lot of people going, oh, you know, it's it, it, it's shown in a weird, you know, it, it 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 was manipulated in some sort of way. It doesn't matter. You put your hands on somebody and you're caught on camera doing that and all that. It doesn't matter. Keep your hands to yourself. You, you're you're going to lose 100% of the time. It doesn't matter. Okay? But one thing that we don't have right now is that kind of footage that's out here yet. I'm sure it will come. I'm sure it will. But I also will say this too. I think Diddy was preparing for this big time. I really think he was preparing for this. The reason why I say that is this kind of stuff right here. Like I said earlier, I said I was going to come to this and I, I don't want, you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself too much. Okay. But some real stuff. Okay. Even Aubrey O'Day, who used to date Diddy back in the day too. All right. He was putting out an NDA, trying to get people to sign the NDA. If you sign the NDA, you get full rights of your music. Yay! Everybody gets Christmas early. You know what I'm saying? And Aud Aud Aubrey said, nah, I don't want it. Nah, you can keep the... That's fine. I don't need the, I don't need the residuals. I don't need to have ownership of Danity, whatever, the Danity Kane. I'm good. Okay? He knew that this was coming. So he was trying to butter up some people and also trying to shut some people up. But with Cassie, it didn't work out because he knew she was sitting there going, no, I don't care. I'm speaking my truth. And if you don't give me some money to shut me up, I'm writing this book. And if and if it's not going to suffice, then I'm going to I'm going to take you to court. And I'm going to get what's rightfully mine. The fact that she's gone through all that she's gone through is absolutely insane it's insane guys and and the thing is is also there are so many stories there's so much speculation around diddy i mean everything from tupac even to biggie everything everyone there's so many stories and rumors that are percolating out here in these streets over decades of rumors and now we're hearing some things that we never thought we would ever hear ever Confirming some of these rumors, okay? Confirming some of these rumors to possibly be true. Damn, I'm wondering what else he got in his closet, okay? What other skeletons he got in his closet? Real talk, this is bad, y'all. This is extremely, extremely bad for Diddy.
And if he can't prove he's going to, he is going to have a hard time separating himself from these allegations. Because trust me, more people are going to step forward. And they already have. More people already have stepped forward, y'all. So they all going to come out. Everybody, that everybody, and they mama that's connected or know some sort of truth is going to finally start talking. And I hope that that is the case. Because Aubrey also posted on her Instagram as well, basically saying, applauding Cassie, saying, you know, stay strong. Like, I'm so happy you're finally doing this. Telling the truth. So I leave that up to you guys. Who do you believe? Do you really think this woman's trying to go for a $30 million money grab? And destroy this man's career? Or do you really think that he really put his paws on her like this and there really were freak-offs with masquerade parties and lingerie and all that ish and astroglide? That's the question I'd like to ask you guys. Because this is crazy. Let me get some of these super chats. Martinique, thank you so much for the two. This is making my stomach hurt. He's sick. Yeah, he, 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 a, he a special one to say the least. He's real special. Marnique, again, thank you so much for the two. Uh, this this makes me worry about young Miami. He killed. Yeah, okay. People are coming out with these theories that he straight killed somebody. And this may not be the only person that he may have allegedly taken the life of. I'm just saying. Okay. But I will say, any... Anything's possible. It's all alleged. We can't we can't just sit there and go, oh, yeah, he did all that. But there's speculations. There are theories out here, and people are talking now. And now his name is in everybody's mouth, and it's not in a good way. Okay? Uh-uh. Yeah. Not at all. Okay? Come with me. You know what I'm saying? It's none of that anymore now. Okay, you're not going missing you. You're going to be like, yeah, oh, he did. Oh, damn. I can't do. Do I even play this song anymore? Do I even like do I sing the song anymore? Do we celebrate the music anymore? Or no, it's kind of the same thing with the aura. You know what I mean? Do you celebrate or no? That's the question. That's the question, man. Okay. Let me get some uh, members chats. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. She's been a member for, for 30 months. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. I love the Lord. Yes. Thank you so much, Dory, for being a member for the past 30 doggone months. And, hey, just like Dory, start your two-year journey as a member easily simply clicking that join button down below and become a member of the family okay wow 30 months yeah longer than most of my <laughs> my boyfriend's last yeah well you know you know we got a special bond here dory okay happy to be a part of the family uh, okay as far as okay as far as this okay that that fool is all show and no go yeah he it's bad for him this is all bad y'all this is no bueno. 
It's a very bad look. Very, very bad. Okay. Um, let's get this. Soybean, thank you so much for the five, for being the, a member for the past five months. Again, guys, hit that join button down below. Become a member. Okay. Oh, also, fun little thing. Tomorrow morning, my interview with Run with DMC of Run DMC is premiering. It will be out. First thing tomorrow morning, so be sure to tune in. It's definitely going to be worth the watch, okay? Worth the moments to to consume with your eyeballs. I sat down across from a pioneer that set the standards very high for the hip-hop world, okay? And we talked about all kinds of stuff. We even got a little true crimey in there, too. Real talk. So tune in tomorrow morning. It is coming out. It is going to be worth the watch. Okay. But Soybean, thank you so much for being a member for the past five months. Thank God she's speaking out. I believe her. Yeah, I'm believing her. I believe her. I do. To go to this, to great lengths, you have all this, all these details, etc. Man, you know, this is beyond $30 million, y'all. This is her getting her dignity, dignity back getting her dignity back and getting her voice back. That's what I think. Okay. Talvish, what's up, man? Thank you so much for being a member. Uh, what am I saying? Thank you so much for the $2 super chat. Uh, Diddy is a narcissist, monster, and pillabada. <laughs> he said it, not me. I'm just reading it out loud. Okay. But, yes. Oh, and if Cassie, oh, I will say this. Miss V just said, where did it go? She said, I will buy Cassie's book. And so would I. Dag Nabbit? Are you kidding me? I would, I would read the hell out that book. We would have so many bedtime story sessions on this show. Doing every single chapter for crying out loud. Okay? I would be reading that book. Reading that book. Okay, I think we all would be reading that book because, you know, for a fact, what we just saw in those documents is is nothing in comparison to what she dealt with at face value. Nothing. The FO stories like and some of y'all are going, what What's the FO? Uh, the FO, for those of y'all who are late to the doggone party. Okay, FO is the freak offs. And they were just like uh, group meetings, but she would be the only female in the room. Does that get, does that make any sense? Hopefully that does. Okay. So. Just understand for those of y'all who are, you know, th this is something I need to talk to you guys about too. Just a quick reminder, okay? For any of y'all that are suffering, that are surviving, for those of y'all who are survivors and or those who are present day, present tense, surviving um, anything at home, please call this number. 1-800-799-7233. Okay, if you think that you have no one you can call, that you're alone, you are not alone. Please call this number, 1-800-799-7233. Okay? Um, because, you know, this also, I'm hoping, 
again, these are all allegations. Let me just say that again. These are all allegations. But I do want to make sure that you guys realize that that takes a lot of balls. It takes a lot of guts to get out here and put all this stuff out there on the table. And I get it. It's been years and years and years. And sure, she could have said things earlier and whatnot. She had to do it on her own time. And I commend her for stepping forward and doing what she's done. I'm hoping that this inspires other women and men that are dealing with what they're you're dealing with at home, that are surviving through it, that are just getting through it every single day, saying tomorrow will be a different day. Well, hopefully by seeing something like this, she did get away. She did get out. She found safety. She found a way out. There is hope out here, guys. So I want to say this again. For those of y'all who think that you are alone, you are not. As you can see, she did feel alone, but that she still found refuge. She still found safety in the arms of her family the people who cared for her, the people that were not connected to money, not scared about his fame and fortune. And I guarantee you, if you're out there surviving right now, there was somebody in your life or on that phone, on that phone number that only gives a damn about your safety and your safety alone. So just don't forget to call that number, 1-800-799-7233. Trust me, there's somebody on the other end that can help you find safety. I hope this emboldens any, anybody to just walk out the front door. Because it's never too late to do that. It's never too late to do that. But I'm praying for Cassie. Back on the Cassie thing. I am praying for Cassie. I'm hoping that this is giving her something. I, I hope it's giving her something. And if she's reading that, if she's writing that book, who I'm sure there's plenty of publishers right now going, yo, we'll give you. <laughs> We will give you a couple couple mil right now before you even put pen to paper to make this book happen. But it's crazy. We are literally, I, I forgot to say this the, in the other show, but we are literally in the age of the Aquarius. It's official. A long time ago, I brought in a, 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 a I don't even know what to call her. I, I don't want to be rude. Um, not like a psychic, but, but you know, a clairvoyant, I guess. She came onto the show, and this was right when the age of Aquarius, we we're starting to go right into the age of, age of Aquarius, and she said, a lot of truths are going to start getting unearthed. The age of, of Aquarius is when things are going to just turn on its end. People are going to find their true callings, and there's going to be a lot of truths that you did not know that are going to be unearthed. And man, today has been an, this whole couple, this whole year has been insane. Okay. But uh, this is a bombshell. Okay. I will never forget this day. I will never forget this. And I'm hoping that 
this is just the start of more truths and more women and men, because it sounds like they, there could be men in this situation too, to step forward and speak out and speak their truth about Diddy. But I'm sitting here saying, I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm not going to hope on it. I know it's going to happen because it's coming. Oh, indeed, it's coming. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's the video. I appreciate all y'all for being here. Really does mean a lot. Yes, Debbie, exactly. All darkness shall come to light. Damn right. Diddy is like... He's like the black Weinstein. This is this is not good, y'all. It's no bueno. It's no bueno. I'm disappointed, to be honest. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly disappointed. We need to be better out here, y'all. Even though, even all y'all who have money in y'all pockets, why y'all sew up your own ass like this? Real talk. Let me let me just say that really quick. Why y'all up in your own ass? What's up with rich people and their weird tastes? What's up with rich people and their weird, like, you know what I mean? What's up with that? Like, ah, it, it, it angers me so much that the, the as much as we hear about, like, the deep-seated, disgusting underbelly of L.A. or of, of Hollywood, come on, man. You cannot be like, you can't be that disgusting. Really? Really? We all need to be better, y'all. F this. I don't care how much money I got in my bank. I'm still going to be nice to people. Okay? And I'm going to have boring-ass sex. That's what I'm going to do. Boring sex. All right? I don't need to do some freak-offs. Okay? It's going to be boring. <laughs> I'm going to go so hard in the paint on the opposite. Okay? I kid, but still, I still be a, a respectful individual up in this piece. Treat people with respect and treat the people that I love with respect. Man, some people, man, what the hell? Anyway, but the truth will come out. Other women have other people, not even just women, other people have started to speak out already. So, Trust me, you're going to hear some stories from me tomorrow for sure, okay? But tomorrow, be on the lookout for the Run DMC interview with DMC Daryl McDaniels. It's going to be amazing. It's a really great conversation. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be fun, okay? Uh, but anyway, guys, please do me a favor. Hit that like button down below. Don't forget to hit that reaction button if you're watching on facebook all right and don't forget to hit that subscribe button hit that follow button if you're watching on facebook you know your boy's working hard out here in these streets to give you the stories and the conversations that you need out here okay like i'm not saying boring hibbity dibbity okay i'm just joking about that okay okay because i'm a monster when it comes to that but at the same time <laughs> but at the same time i would just i would be so scared of people writing stories, saying things. I would just be so boring. I'd be reading books and drinking Perrier, okay? I wouldn't be doing a doggone thing. I'd be sitting there counting my millions in pennies, okay? That's what I would be doing. 
Dag nabbit. You gotta you gotta be smart out here, y'all. Okay? You gotta be a, you gotta be smart out here. <laughs> Duh. Anyway, guys. <laughs> I appreciate all y'all. Have a great one. See you guys tomorrow morning. All right. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys tomorrow morning. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.